Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, the weekly version where we talk about exclusive content on that there Disney Plus streaming service. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Griffin Tunnell, Griffin D-Pad, and with me is the illustrious, amazing, talented Mr. Mitch George. How's it going? I'm really enjoying Mandalorian Season 3. So am I. This We're talking about the Book of the Mandalorian. Um, no, no. This <laughs> no, it's is the Book of Boba Fett. interstitial. Between Mando season two and three, the book of Boba Fett. Look, it's the Mandalorian. They, they said it was going to be this. They said this was what it was going to be. It was going to be a bridge between seasons two and three, and that's what it is. But Griffin, I interrupted. Do your spiel. Yes, chapter six from the desert comes a stranger. Uh, remember, folks, this is full spoilers from here on out. So if you haven't seen the episode yet, go ahead and give it back. Go watch it. Come back. We'll be here. Mitch, we don't normally really make a point to be like, oh my god, the title of this episode. I didn't, like... But the, the title, title of this episode. Yeah, it, it... It's a bit of a misdirect, too, because you think that, like, it's going to be, um... Like, the stranger from the desert is, uh... the Marshal. Timothy Oliphant's character, the Marshal, and yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. It it's, very much is not. It's motherfucking Cad Bane. Had motherfucking Bane in all of his live action, live action, still being voiced by uh, I will find it here, uh, Corey Burton, who voiced him also in other appearances in Clone Wars, and I think he shows up in Rebels a bit. He does. does, Yes. yes. I need to rewatch Rebels. Cad Bane is the bounty hunter, other than Boba Fett. Like Boba Fett disappears, obviously. When and we, we, we also saw him in the Bad Batch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he is the guy, which also means, okay, Fennec and him are going to be having words. Oh, they've got, I'm sure they've got history. We know Cad Bane and Boba Fett have history from uh, Clone Wars, right? Yeah, Clone Wars. Take your pick. Clone Wars, comic Rebels. books, Rebels, everything. Yeah, they've Actually, got I don't that. think Boba's like, in Rebels. The fact, the fact that the, we are setting up now, like, we got it. We got full spoilers at this point. We said Cad Bane's in it. Cad Bane's in it. We got a showdown at noon between the Marshall and Cad Bane, 150,000%, I would bet we get the same thing between Boba Fett and Cad Bane at the end of the series. Yeah, and Boba wins, right? No. I've been saying this whole time, Boba does not make it out of this book. I, I still don't agree. I think it's a lot more realistic now, considering what this, this series really is at this point. What's crazy to me is that Cad Bane isn't even the thing I freaked out about the most in this episode. We finally... After so long of just being like, this has to happen at some point, Ahsoka is talking to Luke. He mentions his father. Finally. I freaked. I, I, I legitimately squealed when she mentioned how'd, his dad. How'd you feel when she, when she pops up? I was not expecting it. I wasn't expecting it, but I appreciate they did that the way they did because the way that they set up the end of Mando season two is that, you know... Grogu has to forego all attachments. That's the way of the Jedi. He's not going to be a Jedi if he doesn't do this. And for R2 to have the wherewithal to bring Mando to Ahsoka rather than to Luke, to have Luke send him off, really was great character development, both for Mando and for Grogu. 
of oh, like yeah. they they really cannot see each other until Grogu makes this decision. And I don't know what he's going to do. And I'm very interested to see what happens in this last episode or whatever foreshadowing get we get towards Mando season three. Yeah, I I'm not even sure. I think they'll show the decision. I feel like you can't set that up and not show it. I feel like if it's not in the next, because the next episode know. is the final episode, right? Yeah, we got the finale next week. So if it's not in the episode, it's definitely post credits and sets up Mando season three. Oh yeah, I think like that's going to be the big catalyst for that. Or we're going to see uh, Bo-Katan come back and be like, "We need you. We're taking Mandalore." Yada yada yada. Like everything's setting up, so we are going to see Mandalore. Post-Empire. I feel like Bo-Katan is going to be more of an antagonist in season three than uh, an ally. I think so as well because I think she wants the saber. She wants the saber for sure. Mm-hmm. And she has something to prove with what what with like, you know, we've learned officially. They said like, oh, she didn't earn it, yada, yada, yada. I I mentioned this before we started recording. I kind of got pissed at Luke during this episode, though. I mean, I did. I, I was upset at him, but I understand where his character is right now. And it leading in like it foreshadowing the events of the fall of the temple. But before episode seven it makes sense for his character to be where he is now with his first student at his new temple being a oh, bit yeah. of a dick. It makes sense. Everything makes sense. And like, you see the training really working with Grogu, like when he's jumping around and he destroys the uh, training droid. God bless Dave Filoni. Give Dave Filoni the keys to star Wars period. And they he will make have. magic because when it, when it like Boba Fett has been fun, but those first few episodes, you and I talked it. I'm like, I don't know where this is going. And then they bring back Mando and Grogu mm-hmm. and they introduce live action Cad Bane and the Marshall's back and presumably not dead and going to rally troops in the last episode to support Boba Fett and Ahsoka and Luke that didn't look like shitty CG done in like an hour and a half in Photoshop or After Effects. Talk about that. It looks so much better now. It's phenomenal. I, I had words about Luke in Mando season two. This was out of like some of the ADR was a little rough. Like I, it pulled me out of the experience a little bit, but it, I couldn't tell it wasn't him. Like it's that good. The animation, the, the de-aging that they did. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. They keep getting better and better with this tech and I still don't love it. I still think that this tech is really weird and it, a little it's weird, that it ha- it's weird that it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like it's yeah. essentially just deep faking technology, but it, like it's oh, with that Disney money. terrifying. It's deep faking with a budget. Yeah. That said, it works. And I was so happy to have Luke back. Luke, we spent a lot more time with Luke than I thought we would. We got the whole training montage, the, the, the throwbacks to Luke training with Yoda of he uses the same backpack that he used with Yoda when he's running, running through the jungle thing that he does with Yoda. Like, there's a lot of fan service here that I appreciate it, but I, I can understand like people thinking this is the book of Boba Fett. And Boba's been on screen for all of 30 seconds in these last two episodes. Yeah, this episode pretty much confirms some some suspicions I've had, but never really thought too much of. Of Filoni kind of, you know, being the head of, hey, let's let's take some notes here, folks. This is very much becoming story- storytelling much similar to The Clone Wars. Of, hey, we're going to tell you stories about more than just a few characters. We're going to tell you stories about everybody. And all of them are going to be happening at the same time because they kind of have to happen at the same time. And I love that we're getting that. And it works so well. Yeah, I just I love that the way that Filoni and John Favreau are weaving all of these things together 
there's a reason and forethought to where these characters show up and why, which just makes me think there are other, like we know presumably based on rumors and what happened at the end of season two of Mando, like we are setting up for live action Ezra Bridger. We are setting up for a lot of these characters we know from animation making the crossover. I'm still expecting Cal Kestis to show up in some fashion in one of these shows, whether it be yes, Mando or, or this, like someone still has to train the man. Like I thought Luke was going to be the one or Ahsoka even to train Mando how to use the dark saber. Someone has to do it the way that it was done in rebels for uh, Sabine. And he needs that before yeah. he can use it in combat. Like, Part of me was I'm, really hoping to see like that moment of Mando training with Luke, but thinking about it, that is going to make more sense for the main series of the Mandalorian. Like that's going to be a major plot point. I suppose he just goes into this last episode not using the dark saber and using you know Mando tools. We saw all his other guns and knives and explosives and flamethrower and still all one the of other my favorite scenes. Still one of my favorite scenes in the, in the show so far. It's just him unloading his arsenal. I also love the return of the ice cream maker. Are you aware of this? The... So in Empire Strikes Back, there is just a this container on a table. They use it to transport something, credits or, or something along those lines. And it was essentially just an ice cream maker that they painted to make look spacey and Star Wars-y. And Favreau used this in Mando season one, episode three, and it was the vessel being used to transport the Beskar. And here oh. they use it at the very beginning of the episode when they're doing the spice exchange for, for credits that uh, the marshal oh, very, yeah, very rudely interrupts in the best way possible. And I love Timothy Oliphant, and Dude, he should be in way more stuff. I'm so disappointed that he's dead. He's not like, dead. He's not dead. I his, really his, his deputy is is super dead. He's not dead because they oh, all yeah. came out. They were trying to treat his wound and everything. They're like, yeah, that guy, that guy's fucking dead as a doorknob. But yeah, the guy that he put like eight shots him. in. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. They were trying like, to help the marshal, and not. I feel like he he he's definitely still alive. He's mm -hmm. going to rally the troops. His his the attack he's on him a... is what's going to allow him to rally the folks of was it Freetown that they renamed it to Freetown. Yeah, um, he's going to be able to rally them to come to the cause. Because otherwise, folks like Cad Bane, who is working for the Pikes, is just gonna. They're, folks like him are just gonna run through their town, and they're gonna be not. They're gonna be powerless to do anything about it. And I think the attack is gonna be that catalyst for them, and they'll rally behind the marshal and come to Boba Fett's aid when he needs it most. Yeah, I love how well that story kind of fits in with this whole story for Boba Fett here of like it's oh no we're gonna do things the right way we're not gonna we're gonna run via loyalty not through fear. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to pick, like, the good guys that rose up against and fought together, and they're going to be our RB. Like, that's such a cool idea and plot point within all of this. Also, I also, love, I also love that I love that we were heading to Freetown, and the only hint you got that that's where Mando was going is he flies the Naboo Starfighter, which I cannot say that enough because I love the fact that he has a fucking Naboo starfighter and the marshal immediately recognizes what it is <laughs> oh yeah because he's old and it's great um but he he flies it over the desert and we see the the jawa like traveling tank thing but it's got the crate dragon skull like tied yeah. to the front so we know we're in the desert where they killed the crate dragon at the at the beginning of uh book two of the mandalorian and it makes me happy these little things favreau favreau and filoni do just just because they can Dude, it's for a great second. For a second, because like it's Star Wars, so it's genuinely the thing with Filoni of anything can happen. 
for a second when we saw that, I had a moment of like, oh shit, is he going to recruit the Jawas? I would love for him to recruit the Jawas after they helped him build his ship. Why the heck not? It's just grunt soldiers. Because like, that would be absolutely hilarious to see. Like in that Star Wars Hunters game we're getting, the, one of the characters is just three Jawas and a trench coat. <laughs> is that coming out? Uh, that shit could be coming out this year, yeah. Yeah, Star I'm, Wars I'm, not free, I'm not our free to play guy, so it's probably not going to get me. I just I love might the try idea. it. I don't. I don't care one way or the other about it. I just love the idea of three Jawas in a trench coat. Fair enough. <laughs> like you see, you see in the joke of like three kids in a trench coat, and that's funny. But Jawas. I mean, we don't need three Jawas in a trench coat because we're going to get in this finale action scenes involving Black or Santin, Boba Fett. Mando, Mando, maybe a Jedi or two. We're going to see the Marshal. We're going to get maybe some other bounty hunters that Boba Fett recruited. He didn't just recruit Mando. We don't know. Like, I'm just excited to see what this finale is. But I'm I'm kind of disappointed that all the this setup for Book of Boba Fett was just a way to reintroduce Mando, make everyone love Mando again. And it, it's, it doesn't feel like a Boba Fett story at this point because we're not focused on Boba Fett yeah. anymore. But... With the introduction of Cad Bane, I think that's going to hew very, very widely back towards us caring about Boba Fett in the finale. And I really hope Robert Rodriguez can nail this, nail this landing because he's yeah. got such good setup from these last two episodes from Bryce Dallas Howard and Dave Filoni that this finale has got to pop. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of people disappointed because of the build from these last two episodes. Yeah, this back half of the season has definitely felt like a different show entirely. As it is. Both both to its credit and its detriment. Like, I love seeing this stuff. I love these characters, so obviously I'm going to be stoked when seeing them, especially Cad Bane, which is really interesting, and I'll get back to this point of a lot of people are seeing Cad Bane for the first time in this. We'll get there. That's something I do want to talk about in a second. I'm excited and worried at the same time to see how they wrap this show. Because it can't be short. It has to be at least 50 minutes. You really have to put a bow on this. Because The Mandalorian Season 3, which we all know is coming next year. Uh, is, it might come this well, year. Is coming in general, we'll say. Yeah. We all know that's coming. That's going, to get, that's going to get us away from Tatooine again. This has to wrap up Tatooine's story for this. And I don't know if they can do that in that short of time. With all the characters they have. With all the focus they want to give us. We have like... We have Mando's personal story happening here again. We have Boba Fett's personal story happening here. We have the general war happening. We have Grogu happening. Obviously, they're not going to talk about Ahsoka again. Ahsoka's getting her own show, so we don't really got to worry about that. Like, yeah, there's, just, there's so much the, to wrap I, up. Like, is the Ahsoka show going to be the hunt for uh, Thrawn? Like, what is that show going to be? Do we know? We don't know, but that's kind of been everyone's theory. Yeah. At this point, though, I feel like they ha in that show. They have to show her meeting Luke. We need to see her meeting Luke at some point. And this isn't a, this is not me being a, oh, we didn't get to see it happen, so we don't know how it happened. We have to see that, yada, yada, yada. No, the fan base has wait, been waiting for this for so long. You need to give us this, goddammit. I'm I'm really hopeful that like, we get a longer, beefy finale, both to wrap up this plot with Boba Fett, Presumably have his funeral and, and all of that and figure out where the power rests after all of this. Um, maybe it falls to Fennec. I don't know. I know I know we disagree with what's going to happen here. I think Filoni needs to take a risk and kill a major character. 
I think something has to give, and I think that this is the way to do it. It adds more permanence to to what they're building here. And we did see a bunch of murder towards the end of this episode with the uh, the bombing of the friggin' Twilight Bar. We haven't even gotten to that yet. Dude, that was rough. And it happened so quick. I turned away. I turned back and there's fire. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it was. Um, I was not expecting that. That felt like such a like middle ground. Like, we're not going to fight here. Where This is going to be the safe spot. And that's why that's why you choose that kind of spot in the story. That was like, oh, yeah, there's consequences. The, this war is starting and it's going to be intense. I really hope so, because they've at, like, like I said, they're they're escalating at this point. There needs to be some culmination to this. I, I, I don't think you introduce a character like Cad Bane to have him lose to Boba Fett again in live I action. Like, I, I look the last time we saw Cad Bane. Spoilers for the Bad Batch, folks. Is is he lost to Fennec? And more often than not, we see Cad Bane lose. Um, it's hard as hell to get there. It is a hell of a fight. It's generally the hardest fight any hero has to go through in insert every Star Wars cartoon in existence. But like we maybe, see maybe maybe it is Cad getting his retribution that I don't know. There needs to be some there needs to be something. I just I, I need the finale to deliver more than the guy who we all were rooting for wins at the end of the day, because that's not enough for for me now with the, the stakes they've put on the end of the series. If I had to guess, I'm saying Moss Espa is going to be in ruins by the end of the episode. I think what it's going to be is less of a, oh, our villain, our hero is dead, and more of a, we won at a pretty big cost, now we have to rebuild. So you can keep him around, but you can don't necessarily have to show him for a while. Like, I think you, the, you know what he's doing. The thing, the thing you mentioned about wanting to wrap up the Tatooine story and we not give Mando a reason to come back, the reason for Mando not to come back would be if everything has gone to shit and we don't know what Mos Espa is going to be. And that would mean Boba is not around in some capacity, I would assume. I, I don't know. I, just, I still can't see them killing off such a major character like Boba Fett. Just after they finally that. giving him a story and a reason to like this guy. Did they, though? I think they did. I think they succeeded in that much. You think him helping the the like the the the, the dudes in the desert and then the having all them die? Yeah, the the sand raiders or whatever. I still think Tuscan them killing raiders. the raiders is was a horrible decision. But I still think there's a way for him to rally them to come and help. I still think we're going to see Tuscan raiders in the finale of whatever yeah. is left of them is going to come and seek retribution against the Pikes. Mm-hmm. To that extent, though, like. What have they done to endear us to Boba at this point? Like, there isn't much. They, they agree that there's spent, not much. At least at the, end still... of this, like, the end of this season, they haven't spent time with Boba to give us a reason to care. The thing is that Boba Fett is such a coveted member of, like, a coveted character within like the fan base of Star Wars. I genuinely can't see them being like, oh, yeah, here's Ben Boba Fett. He popped up in half of the season of The Mandalorian and half of his own TV series. He's gone now. Goodbye. Get over it. I cannot see them doing that. The thing is, with a character like Boba Fett, what more do they do? Like, what more is there to tell with Boba? There, oh, I, there isn't. And you can't just say, and he rode off into the sunset happily ever after, because then everyone's going to be like, where's Boba? Where's Boba? We want more Boba. Like they've been doing with, like, every other character in the history of Star Wars. So yeah, yeah, I, just, 
You I don't Han, think so. You kill Vader. You got to kill him. <laughs> yeah, we've we've been arguing this for the last six weeks. Of I, I we, I'm happy next we week one of us week. is wrong, so it's fine. But if I would just love if they're like, yeah, both of you are wrong. I don't know how, how they would, would do it. would we both be wrong? Yeah, he's <laughs> I don't dead, know how. but he gets brought back as a forest ghost or some bullshit. There's a new cl- another clone. Um, there's two more things I want to mention, though, before we wrap this episode. First off, just the fact that, yeah, this is the first time people have seen Cad Bane. Which is... It, makes actually, it actually makes a lot of sense. Like, I love Cad Bane. Cad Bane's one of my favorite characters, but he's mostly been in the cartoons. I just... It's a, such a great character to bring into the show. And like, I know we've talked a lot about Cad Bane, and I'm really excited about Cad Bane. I'm sorry. It's just such a perfect choice for the series. With, with Cad Bane's history, like, there were rumors he was going to show up in something. This is the right place to do it, honestly, because of his history with Boba and with Fennec. This, it makes sense that he took this job with the Pikes not out of, you know, the joy of fattening his own wallet, but he wants revenge. And it's going to happen one way or another for one party or the other. Like it's, this has to end in someone not making it off Tatooine. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see a little bit more about him because first off, he's worked with the huts. He's worked with everybody, but he also normally has a droid with him. And I can't remember the droid's name off the top of my head, but this was genuinely a, you do not see Cad Bane without this droid ever. Uh, Toto 360. Thank you. Like, that is just a thing that does not happen. He always I really hope we get him in the finale. Like, I I could see him going to confront Boba to, like, one final plea of, like, look, quote unquote, kid, because, like, Cad Bane's a lot older than him because (laughs) he trained him when he was, like, a kid or teen. But either way, like, just trying to, you know, bargain like kid. There's, there's no getting out of the situation, and it'll be funny to hear him call him that when, you know, Tamora Morrison's a, a <laughs> an older gentleman at this point. But yeah. I'm still curious to see. Like, I want some, I want a non combat confrontation between these characters because they're so methodical in the way they think and act outside of combat that it would be such a waste to just be like, and we're dueling at high noon and. I'm going to blast you or flame throw you to the face or something. I don't know. Honestly, I think these two characters have too much of a relationship to not do it. I think it's a guarantee that these two are going to talk. At the very least, it's going to be a one hell of a hell of a conversation while they're fighting. <laughs> the following. I trust, uh, at this point, these, la- these last two episodes, like I trust in Filoni and Favreau to fulfill their vision for what the Mandalorian book 2.5 was meant to be. And then we can get on with knowing that we're getting Mando season three in the fall and or winter. Yeah, it can literally happen whenever. We don't know. We don't know a lot about this. I, I would imagine because we've gotten man, we've gotten a book of the book of the Mandalorian with a chapter on Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, each holiday season, I expect that we'll get Mando season three this holiday. I wouldn't be surprised. I want to talk about one more thing before we wrap this up, and I think it's kind of fun. We're going to step a little bit away from Boba Fett. What do you think Grogu's choosing? The the armor made by his essentially father, or the lightsaber of motherfucking Yoda? Which, that was a shock when he pulls that out. (laughs) So, I had a thought. Um... 
before, like while I was watching this, when he was given that decision of Grogu's going to take the armor, win the dark saber and become the leader of the Mandalorians. Force sensitive foundling. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I can see that too. I, I firmly think he's picking uh, the armor. I firmly think he's going back to Jin. Or, yeah, Jin. Jin. Ginger. But yeah, but this is one of the very, very few times we actually heard his name spoken and not just Mando. Well, doesn't... I thought Ahsoka referred... No, Ahsoka referred to him as the Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian. Someone in the last episode referred to him as Din Djarin. Yeah, the uh, the armorer. The armorer, right. That makes sense. But yeah, hearing... Was it Fennec or Bo? No, it was Fennec, right? No, it was Fennec. She calls him the Mandalorian. I was like, oh, here we go again. And she actually says his name. I was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. That whole scene was great, by the way. I am very excited. Total non sequitur. But uh, Lego is releasing a bunch of these, like, Star Wars helmets. I don't know if you've seen these these Lego sets, these Star Wars Lego helmet sets. Yeah, I have the Boba Fett one. Yeah, the Mando one went up for pre-orders today. Oh, I did? I was very torn. So I, I didn't get the Boba Fett one, and I'm kind of glad because it looks very similar to the Mando one. Just but a different color. They, they put up the Mando, the um, the death droid thing from Mando season two, and Luke's starfighter helmet when he's rogue, or Red 5. Oh, those and are I was really very cool. torn between the Red 5 helmet and the Mando helmet. I went Mando first, but I still think I got to go back and get that I Red 5 helmet. I might get the... I might get the meta helmet. I, I got to talk to you about Legos after the show because I found something else that's amazing. But before that... Oh, don't do that. I don't have any more money to spend on Legos, Griffin. I am a homeowner. <laughs> I have responsibilities. I bought a snowblower this week. We're getting a bunch of snow tonight. Like, I feel old. I turned 30. <laughs> we got to wrap this episode up <laughs> at some point. We can't just talk about Legos <laughs> as much as I'd love to. So this is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Um, Mitch, where can people find us? You can find us all over the place at D plus us. Griffin's all over the internet at Griffy D pad. That's G R I F F I D P A D. I am all over the internet at Mr. Mitch George. That's M R Mitch George. And all my links are at MitchGeorge.com. If you want to come on to an episode of this show, talk to us about Mando Boba. Um, what do we got coming up? I think we might do some more star content. So if you have access to Hulu, that stuff's usually there. If you want to come on and talk about anything on that Disney Plus streaming service, please hit us up. Let us know what you want to come on and chat with us about because we would love to chat with you. Yes, we love talking with people. So please let us know if you want to come on to the show. But that's for future episodes. This is where we wrap this one up. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. Rate us on Spotify. Would love to get those numbers up. But if you can't, we totally understand. Please just enjoy the show. I know we love doing it. It's definitely a bright spot every week, and I hope it is for you as well. We will see you all in the next episode. But until then, bright Bright suns. suns. All right, we got there, we got there. I got there. Break suns (laughs) and have a magical day.